good to be with you this morning. I know I am not normally in this service, so if you're not sure who I am, uh, my name is Keith Dre. I'm the youth pastor here. And also, if you didn't recognize me, since it's only taken me 39 years to grow this, so um, I, I decided to finally try after all these years. But it, it's good to be with you, and um, I'm just excited about what we're going to be talking about this morning, about purpose and about timing in our lives. So let's just take a few moments and pray again. Father, I come before you, and again, I thank you for what a great God you are. That you are a God that is all-powerful, that you are a God that has created everything, but that you are a God that knows each of us by name. And I just love that about you, that you are also a personal God, and I thank you and praise you for that. I thank you that you were willing to send your son to this earth to die for us. What incredible love that that shows. And I thank you that just by us believing all that he did on the cross, by dying for our sins and paying that penalty, that we can be forgiven. Thank you for that this morning, Lord. And I pray that as we spend this time together, that you would speak to each one of us in a real and a specific and a powerful way. Let these words not be my words, but that they be your words. And we ask this all in your precious name. Amen. As I said, today we're going to be talking about timing and some about purpose as well. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to try to time things out and to do things a certain way. One of the things that I like to do, and I'm sure none of you guys have ever tried to time this, is going south on Peach Street from like Interchange up to about the sports park, that area. Try to time it and hit all of the lights green. Have you guys ever tried to do that? Oh, come on. There has to be more of you. It's hard to do that in rush hour um, because there's a lot of traffic and you know, I wouldn't advise that. Um, I have been successful sometimes, especially late at night when they're just flashing yellow. That makes it really easy. And I can be successful at it. But we, we want things to be perfect and we want to time things out. And it's the same, I think, in our, our spiritual lives as well. A lot of times we want to have God's perfect timing, but sometimes we go ahead of that. Sometimes maybe we lag behind that. But to start out, the first thing that we need to look at is really our purpose. And what is that, first of all, before we can get into God's timing? And this morning we're going to look at the life of Gideon a little bit in the Bible and how he was called a specific purpose and then the timing of God in his life. And uh, I have my whole sermon on a little card that I found in the youth center. So we're going to be done in like two minutes. So, I don't know where these cards came from. They showed up in the youth center on the sound desk. And they're like little cards, and now you guys can't really see this, of like different Bible characters. The funny thing about them is whoever drew them, no matter who the person was on the front, like it could say Moses or Mary, all the people look the same. Um, I don't think Mary had a beard, though, but I mean, the same features, that kind of thing. Um, so, here, here it is. Two minutes. Gideon, God told Gideon to go to war against the Midianites. Gideon was only allowed to take 300 of his men. He was only allowed to take men who scooped water with their hands to drink. God told Gideon to smash pots and blow horns and they would win the battle. 
God's people, the Israelites, defeated the Midianites. We're done. They already, they already left. The first service I said you can leave, we're done, and some of the band got up and took off. I see they already did that, so I could do that. But that's who we're going to be looking at. I'm going to go into a little more detail of his life than just that. But to set up a little bit of the history of, of where we're at, um, Gideon can be found in the book of Judges, if you want to turn there. And we'll be looking at some verses in chapters 6 and 7 of Judges. But to set this up, the Israelites were kind of on this path where they'd be living their lives for God and then they would turn away from God, get into sin. God would allow another country to come in, take them over. And then they would cry out to God, you know, please help us. God would help them. They'd be living for God. Then they'd get back into sin and so on and so on. Doesn't sound familiar at all, does it? No, that doesn't happen to us. Because we've learned from the Israelites. But this is what the Israelites, that was kind of, if you read through the Old Testament, that's what would happen. And when we get to this point in the story, they had turned to sin, gotten into sin, and God had allowed the Midianites to basically come in and take them over. Now, the Midianites did things a little bit differently. There was a lot of them. If you read through that scripture, it says even just their camels were numbered like the sands of the seashore. So there was a lot of Midianites. It wasn't like just 15 people. There was a lot. And basically, they would come through, raid the towns, destroy the crops or take the crops, kill the livestock, and then move on. And sometime they would come back and do it again and not leave anything standing. So the Israelites, a lot of them at this point, were hiding out in the mountains and caves and things like that because they were scared. And they didn't know what to do. And this brings us to Gideon. And if you read in chapter 6, verses 14 through 16, okay, Gideon at this point was kind of hiding out in a cistern or whatever, and he was threshing wheat because he didn't want the Midianites to find out they had wheat, so he was kind of hiding out doing some work for his family and, and threshing wheat. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And in verse 16, The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Some other versions, that last verse says that you will strike down all the Midianites as one. You know, what encouragement to Gideon. But he was called. Here, his purpose was laid out in front of him by God. And what was the first thing that he did? Came up with an excuse. He said, you know what? Man, my, my clan, my tribe, it's, it's the smallest. It's the weakest. There's no way I can do this. And not only that, I'm the smallest. I'm the weakest of my family. To add on top of that, you, you can't be calling me to do this. And he came up with excuses. How many times in our lives... God is saying, you know what? Here's the plans I have for you. Here's the purpose that I have for you. And what do we say? I can't do that. I'm the weakest. I can't talk. There's no way I could do that. You know, I don't have the right looks for that. Or whatever. And we go through a string of excuses, just like Gideon did. And I think... So many times we do that 
Because maybe we don't have a clear picture of who God is. And totally understanding who he is and what he can do for us. God quickly reminded Gideon, you know what? You are going to do this. And you don't need to be afraid because I am going to be with you. And you are going to have the victory. And he reminded of him of that. I think there's so many times... Are we willing to step out and to have a purpose for God? Do we even know what our purpose for God is? And I think if you're sitting here and saying, you know what, I don't really know that. Well, the big thing is, then do you truly know, and, and I'm not saying this as coming down on you, but do you truly know who God is? Have you guys ever done, I don't know if you would call it an experiment, where you stare at something for a really long time? I was going to have you guys stare at me for a really long time, but... I thought, you know, that may not be a good thing this morning, especially depending on what you ate. Um, But if you stare at something for a really, really long time, and then you close your eyes and you can still see it, have you ever done that? Maybe I'm just weird (laughs) and I do things like that. Okay, some of your, yeah, I do that, good. At least I have one or two people that do that. All right, but you stare at things, but then what happens? As you have your eyes closed, it slowly fades away. And I think we do that with God in that maybe we get this image of God. We come here on Sunday morning and, and we, you know, I'm experiencing God intently. And we get this image and vision of God. And then this is the only time that we get that. And by Sunday night, by Monday morning, it's totally faded away. And it's not there anymore. And we don't have that purpose. We don't have, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. If that's where you at, where you're at, I just want to encourage you. Is there a set thing to do? I can't say do this, this, and this, and you're going to experience God because our walk with God has ups and downs. It's messy. It's not going to be perfect. But I can tell you that if you spend time with Him, if you get to know Him through this, if you spend time talking to Him, when you close your eyes or when you walk out of this building, that image is not going to fade. And you're going to have a stronger purpose of who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. So you have your purpose. For a lot of us, if you're saying, well, I want to know a purpose for my life, if you're a follower of Christ, the simple purpose is you need to tell other people about him. Okay? So now you at least have one thing that you need to go and do. Okay? Is just tell other people about him. There's a simple purpose. And we're going to spend the rest of the time looking at the timing of this. And, and what, does, what does that mean? Because I think there's two things that can happen. Is when we get excited about what God is doing, or when we know we have a purpose, there's two things that we do. One, God will say, hey, I want you to do this. And we'll say, nope. Or we'll come up with our excuses. Or two, we just know, okay, I know God wants me to do something. I'm going to go do this, 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 and this. And it's all us. And, and God's not really a part of it. And when we finish, we say, look at me, I just did this. And, and that's not really God working, but it needs to be in his perfect timing. And if we go back to the story of Gideon, okay, so he now has this calling, this purpose on his life that God gave him that he's going to be the one who rescues them from the Midianites. Okay, and what he does in the rest of chapter 6, he says, well, God, I want to be totally sure about this. And can you give me a sign? 
and God gives him signs. And there's nothing wrong with doing that and just confirming, is this of God? And Gideon does that. So then he says, all right, I know he's going to do this. So he sends out word, hey, I want all the warriors, all the soldiers want to meet up because we're going to go. God's going to give us a victory over the Midianites. Okay, so 32,000 soldiers, warriors show up. And they start marching out at the beginning of chapter 7. They're making their move toward the Midianites. Okay? And, and Gideon's thinking, all right, I have this decent army. I know it's not as large as the Midianites, but I have 32,000 men. We're going to go do this. And you get to verse 2 of that chapter. And it says, The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. So Gideon's like, okay, I have 32,000 men. I wonder what he was thinking. You know, I have 32,000 men. They have camels that we can't even count, so let alone how many men they have. And now God's telling me that we have too many men. I wonder what was going through his mind. I, I, I would think at first, yes, that you've got to be kidding me. How can I have too many men? I only have 32,000. But the key here was what God said was, I do not want your men going into this battle, winning this battle and saying, we did it. That it had nothing to do with God. And one of the biggest things about God's timing and letting him to work in your life, that if you do it right, the only one that's going to get glory is God. People are going to walk away from it saying, that was God. That wasn't anybody else. So God says to Gideon, here's what you need to say. So Gideon goes to the troops and says, if any of you are scared and terrified of going into battle, you can leave. So one guy left. No. 22,000 guys left. Okay? So there's 22,000 like, I'm out of here. I'm scared. So he's down to 10,000. So he's probably thinking, okay, 10,000, we can do this. God's going to give it to us. That's still not a bad number. And God says, you know what, Gideon? Timing still isn't good. You need to weed out some more men. Gideon's probably, okay. And it was how they drank from a stream. If they went down and basically got down on their hands and knees and drank directly from, directly from the stream with their mouth, they were to go home. But if they used their hand then they were to stay. So this time he went from 10,000 to 300. I wonder if he was thinking, okay, is God going to do this again? <laughs> but he's down to 300 men. And God is like, all right, the timing is there. It's time for you guys to be able to go into battle. And... You know, sorry, I, I normally don't do this, but speaking of, of timing, God, you're kind of distracting me with, with the talking. Um, I, I know I normally don't call you out, but I'm sorry that I'm doing this, but is there, what's more important, like right now you guys are discussing than listening? I'm just really frustrated right now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, not really, do you? Well, it's kind of like, I've got all these great plans, all these great ideas, and I have the energy, but God's not letting me do it. Um, well, maybe it's what you said. You have all these plans. Yeah, I do. Okay, well, maybe it's the way you're approaching it. Do you, maybe you need to wait till God gives you the green light. But I feel like he already has. I mean, he should have. I've got the excitement, the intensity, 
and I'm ready to go, but every time I try, God doesn't let me. Um, well, I truly believe God has a plan for you, Dania. Yeah? And I believe He has a purpose for the things He puts in your heart, but sometimes certain things have to happen before others. But I want them to happen now. I'm ready now. I know that's the point, the timing. I know it's super frustrating, but sometimes God has a weird way of working, and He wants certain things to happen before others. But that doesn't really make sense to me. Okay, I think I have an idea. Okay. Um, I'm going to need a few volunteers. Okay. Um, you, um, you, and um, you. Okay. Come stand right over here. Perfect. Okay. Right, right there. That's okay. good. And you come right here. Okay. You're good. Right there. Okay. We are going to make a storm. Ooh. Yeah. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's really cool. Okay, we're going to start with you. You are the mighty wind. Okay. Right. And for the wind, you're going to want to go like this. And when the wind picks up, you get faster. And when the wind gets slower, you get slower. You got it? Okay. Okay. You're going to want to lead that section of pews and that section of pews. Okay. Everything you do, they do. Okay, and Danielle, you are the sprinkles. You're the start of the storm. And you're going to want to snap. And when the sprinkles pick up, you get faster. And when they die down, you get slower. Got it? Yeah. Okay. You're going to want to leave the two middle pew section of pews. Yes. Okay, and Becca. Mm-hmm. You are the turning point of the storm. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. You're the multitasker. Okay. What you're going to do is, when the rain comes, you're going to go like this. And when the downpour comes, you're going to go like this. Got it? Okay. Okay. You're going to want to do that section of pews and that okay. section okay. of pews. Okay. And Anita. Ready. You are the thunder. That's right, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to want to go like this. Okay. <laughs> yes, you are. And you have the entire balcony. Hi, balcony! <laughs> okay. Let's do this. I'm going to tell you guys a story. We were in the park for my grandma's birthday party. We were throwing the football. We were swinging. Uh, my grandma was stirring the potato salad. When all of a sudden, the wind picked up. Oh, Danita, what are you, Danita, what are you doing? I'm practicing. I'm the thunder. I, I know you are, but you need to wait till I cue you, okay? Sorry, I was just practicing. Okay, it's all right. Just, just wait. No, just wait till I cue you. Fine, okay. Okay, let's do this again. Okay, we were at my grandma's birthday party in the park. We are throwing the football, swinging, when all of a sudden, the wind picked up. We didn't really think much of it. We just continued on with our day, when all of a sudden, it started to sprinkle. We slowly started to gather our things together, move it under cover, when all of a sudden it happened. It began to rain. We rushed for cover, leaving everything. Anita, what are you doing? I know. It does sound cool, but you need to wait, okay? Fine. Okay, so do you wait till I cue you, okay? Alright. Okay. Okay, one more time. Let's do this. Okay. 
We were at my we were at the park for my grandma's birthday party. We were throwing the football, swinging, when all of a sudden the wind picked up. We didn't think much of it. This went on with our day. When all of a sudden it started to sprinkle. We slowly started to gather our stuff up and go under cover when all of a sudden it happened. It began to rain. We were rushing for cover, leaving everything behind when it started to downpour. It was raining. It was awesome. Everything was working in unison. Then the thunder came. It was beautiful. We were just sitting there watching the storm happen. Then the thunder became more sporadic. The rain died down. The wind began to lessen. And then it was calm. Wasn't that cool? So cool! I know, wasn't it? It sounded so real. Yeah, let me tell you, I was really excited about the thunder. I mean, it hurt my hands because I was clapping so hard, but I think I was doing pretty good. Yeah, so you got it? Yeah, I got it. It was a thunderstorm. I know, but do you know why it was a thunderstorm? Because that's what we're supposed to make. Do you remember the whole conversation we had before the thunderstorm? Sure. About purpose, timing. Yeah, what about it? We were talking about purpose and timing. I know, God's giving me stuff to do and I want to do it. I'm frustrated. Yes, that's the whole point of what we just did. Am I talking to a brick wall? Okay, the storm was cool, right? Yeah. Okay, it was cool because everything happened in its place. I picked you to be the thunder, especially because I knew you would fit that perfectly. Okay. And when you messed up, we had to go back and start all the way over, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes God has to do the same thing. When we mess up and don't do our part, it messes everything up. But I don't understand why it can't be my turn now. Because everything has a place, even in a storm. And if, if you didn't figure out I wasn't really yelling at them, that it was part of the skit, then I'm talking to a brick wall right now for you guys. That was part of it. Um, hopefully that helps prove the point of, of purpose and, and also timing. In the story with Gideon, once he got his purpose, he waited. Well, he wanted to do things a certain way. He thought, okay, I have my men. But then God said, no, this is what needs to happen. And he waited and waited again and waited again until he got down to 300 men. And then God said, okay, now it's time. And through those 300 men, he delivered the Midianites into the Israelites' hands. So much so that the Israelites didn't even have to fight. The Midianites were so confused that they just basically fought each other. And all the credit was given to God. I think there's so many times where we get excited about what God wants to do and there's nothing wrong with that. But then we want to make it, you know what, I want to go out and do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And we, we mess things up. And God is saying, you know what, let's come back to here. And I just want to start over. And, and let's do this my way so that I get all of the credit and I get all of the glory. Because that's the way it should be. It shouldn't be about us at all whatsoever. And so many times we think that, and, and it's, it's funny because we talked about this just this past, past week, 
in our, our senior high Bible study, but we think that we have to do, do, do all of this stuff, and that makes us who we are in Christ. Where it's the total opposite. Who we are and concentrating on that and what we're going to be in God, out of that then results of what we're going to do. And if we just concentrate, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, we're not going to really become who God wants us to be because it's all about us. But if we concentrate on that relationship and on God, then that's going to be what we concentrate and everything else is going to fall into place and that timing is going to be perfect. One of the things that I hear a lot, and and I used to say this, was I just want to know God's will for my life. I think a lot of us say that. I want to know God's will. And, And I want to find that out. And we may sit year after year after year saying, I want to know God's will for my life. And he may be telling us stuff to do. And we're like, yeah, I can do that, but I want to know the big picture. And, and I think um, we need to get that out of our vocabulary. We've been studying a, a book in our senior high thing called Forgotten God by Francis Chan. And one of the things he says is you need to ask the question, God, what do you want me to do in the next 10 minutes? And, and that's really where we should be. Because I think if we ask that bigger question, I want to know God's will for our life, we'll sit around and we won't do anything. But if we sit there and, and honestly and sincerely pray, God, I want to know what you want me to do in the next 10 minutes, God's going to show up. And he's going to say, here's what I want you to do. And you can be in his perfect timing with that. At times that can be scary because it's easy to sit back and say, I want to know God's will for my life and I'll just wait and not do anything. But man, if you start praying and start sincerely saying, I want to know what you want me to do in the next 10 minutes, God's going to start saying, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. And then you have the choice of coming up with excuses or saying, okay, I'm going to do that. As we close out today, I just want to challenge you in two areas. The first one is, is in the whole purpose picture. When you walk out of here, does the image of who God is totally fade? Maybe that's just where you need to start. Maybe you need to say, you know what? I want to start just working on that relationship with God. And that's just spending time with Him. That's getting into His Word. And I'm not going to say it's one minute a day, it's five hours a day. Okay, that's between you and God. And how you work that out. But maybe you're at that point where that's what you need to be doing. So that when you walk out of these doors, that the image of who God is doesn't fade, but that it is with you every single moment of each and every day. So if that's where you're at, maybe that's something that you need to just say, God, that's what I I, want to just say. I want to work on that. I want to do that. I want to make that commitment this morning. And maybe there's others of you who are sitting here and just, you know, you're either trying to run out ahead of God and I want to do this, 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 and this so I can say, hey, look at me and all the good things that I'm doing. Maybe you say, you know what? I need to do an attitude check. I need to get rid of the pride. 
I need to be back to the point where this is all about God. I know every time I speak to the youth, every time I I speak in here, my main prayer is that I would not do anything that would get in the way of what God would do in the service. Because this is not about me whatsoever. Because I knew if I was standing up here and it was just me and it wasn't God, um, I probably wouldn't be standing up here very long. Because it's, it's God who receives the glory and God is who I want to see glorified through whatever I do. And I know I'm not perfect at that, but that's what I strive for. Maybe there's some of you that need to give up those pride issues and just say, you know what, I want this to be about God from here on out. Maybe that's what you need to deal with this morning. As we sing our closing song, I just want this to be a time of, you can stand and sing, you can sit and pray. This altar is open that you can come up here and say, God, I want to make, for me, sometimes I feel like to make a decision that I want to start moving towards and and doing a specific thing, for me it always helps if I physically move. So maybe for some of you, you need to come up and come to this altar and say, okay, God, this is where I want to begin. I want to start having you so that your image doesn't fade in my life each day. Or maybe it's, I want to get away of this pride so that everything I do gives you the glory and I can care less if I ever get recognized for anything. Because that's truly how it should be. Or maybe there's just other things that you know, man, I just want God's timing in my life. I want Him to work in these areas and I want it to be Him. You know, you can deal with those sitting down. I like to move, so if you feel led to move, you can come up here. You can sit while we sing. You can stand. Um, and, And just take this time to hear from God.